I think there there's there's a there's a particular um you know argument uh, to sort of like tendency I've been seeing on certain quarters of the left. Our friend Michael Tracy is one of the uh He's not on the left. Don't call Michael yeah. Tracy. On well, the left. he's he it's purports to be on the left, and there are certain people making similar arguments. Um, basically, that like, oh, you know, when Trump was trying to overturn the election, you know, with like judicial bullshit, you know, that's not a that's not a coup. Li- this is lib hysteria, and you know, there there, and in many cases, he, these type of people mention that it. Oh, it's nonviolent. It's just a court case. He's not doing anything like that. And now we have. Literal mobs storming the seat of the legislature and five people are dead and they're still saying the same shit. And I think, you know, I've been sort of pondering how people could be this dense. And I think the 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 reason is that it's it's basically a sort of inverted form of American exceptionalism to say that, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, whatever happens, it can't be any worse than what's come before it, because America is always like the worst country that's ever existed. And in many ways, that's true. Uh, but, you know, mm-hmm. it can get worse. It actually has never happened for a president to sick a, a mob on the, you know, on Congress to try to, like, take them hostage and, uh, you know, behead them on a live stream. Um, that's new. That is not happening. It's also before. it's also a it's also really bizarre logic to say that. that so so if you think of like our, our friend Brad Evans. I think was, was quite brilliant in how he described fascism as ever evolving and responding and, and, and almost like, huh, almost like a virus, right? Yes. That, you know, that, that mute, mute, right? Mutates and adapts. Uh, and, and so like, for example, you wouldn't say, well, mass incarceration is quite different from traditional slavery. So why, why are you all talking about the evils of mass incarceration? We don't have chattel slavery anymore. Yeah. And, and it's like, okay, okay. Well, I think you're missing the point of the dangers here. And, and and just because the thing that is bad has similarities and differences should doesn't mean we should just like minimize the threat and say that it's not something to reckon with. Uh, and, and almost it's beside the point to say that it's not exactly like a historical analog. Like that the point is there are forces of oppression, tyranny, destruction, and death that um, are permeating through the body politic and being actually kind of. Um, led by people formally installed in our government including the presidency. So yeah. that seems like a big deal, right? And, and like, you know, we love Corey Robin and he is, I think, um, the most clever at these arguments. And, and I think that's making it in a way the most dangerous kind of argument because it's too clever by half. Uh, and even, even now he's saying, well, look, you know, uh, all of this that just happened is less violent than things that have happened in the past. And look, the Republicans are now, you know, um, condemning it. Look at what Mitch McConnell's saying and, and look at, you know, uh, and now it's, it's, the, it's the, the right wing, um, you know, supporters that are being castigated as the agitators and the terrorists. And, and, and that just shows how weak the GOP is. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is a very clever, but weird argument, man. Like, why are you going out of your way to, to, to say that this is no big deal? Yeah. And well, and there's an easy synthesis you can make here, which is that in terms of attracting the support of a majority of the population, the, the Republican party is very weak. They have Correct. not won the popular vote in seven out of eight uh, last presidential elections, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, not the 2004 is the only one. 
Um, and, and, and yet at the same time, that is, uh, they, they are incentivizing themselves. It's like, you know, you sort of have two routes in that you could change your position. You could modulate things to try to get more people, or you could cheat and, you know, resort to more and more extreme tactics to win without getting a majority. And they're choosing door number two. Um, and this, I think, you know, it's not a perfect analog to like classical fascism in the 1920s and 1930s. But there was a strong element of like the old conservative mechanisms of hierarchy and control in those days were not working. You know, you had uh, people joining up with the, the like social Democrats and the communists, you know, then the communists are beating the social Democrats. And like, you know, our society, you know, our, 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 our low tax rates, our low regulation, our, these the 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 whole sort of panoply of like conservative government is falling apart. Maybe we need to resort to the wild men of the right, and I think there's a very strong element of that happening. Um, in that, if you you know if if you just go with anti democratic means, you can hold on to power without winning a majority. And uh, it's it seems like Corey, uh, you know, God love him, is is holding the democracy constant. When in fact, in American history, you can just uh, just disenfranchise people and rule by force. Well, I, I think that's yeah, that might be part of his point. Look, it, it's it it's true that those who see Trump and Trumpism as exceptional and unique are incorrect and don't know their history. And it's true that those that don't see how you know. The institutions of this country have, I just talked about the police, through and through white supremacist, uh, xenophobic, nativistic elements and institutional structures and, you know, historical moments that are, are terrifying and terrible and, and are just through and through permeated with oppression. And, and, um, and so, you, you know, you, you can say that, look, fascism is, fascism is distinct from white supremacy. It's very important to make that distinction. It's like, okay, but also like slavery and white supremacy in this country literally inspired Hitler. So, so it's like <laughs> these things, I mean, these yeah. things are, are kind of, you know, there's a, what, what Wittgenstein would call a fam, family resemblance between concepts, but also there's a family resemblance within the use of a particular concept. And what he means like by that is that, the meaning of a, of a word or concept is in its use, right? And there are different uses of the same word that um, that resemble each other, right? And it just depends what the context is. Um, and so, you know, we, we can get hung up too much, I think, on on using um, the same word or concept in slightly different contexts in slightly different ways and um, talk past each other. You know, John Stuart Mill once said that in an intellectual debate, both sides tend to be correct in what they affirm and incorrect in what they deny. Um, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, I want my point to be heard. And no, I don't want to hear your point. And, the, and, and both people are making a good point that needs to be synthesized, right? Uh, and so, so, you know, we can hold that... that um, Yes, Bush was terrible, that mass incarceration is terrible, that there's all kinds of, um, you know, terrorism domestically that is uh, perpetuated. But why not pay attention to this current virulent form of this virus of white supremacy and fascism that seems to be bubbling up in many ways and seems to be harming particular people, killing particularly people, you know, uh, never mind that it's, it's, it's like mixing with this, this kind of uh, just 
idiotic Trumpist um, epistemological disaster. I mean, this is a super spreader event too, where none of these idiots were wearing masks, right? Yep. So, so, so you have this like convergence of a super spreader event, not for no reason, right? With this kind of uh, white supremacist f- fascistic response to authoritarian incitement um, to violence, right? And to, to, to seditious traitorous violence. Um, and, and, and I think it's like, Sure, the rally had 15,000 people, not a lot of people. Uh, sure, you know, maybe a thousand people storming the, the kind of seat of government. Um, but it's not about those numbers. It's not about how particularly resembling, you know, the, the Nazi history this is or isn't. It's about what form of terror and violence and hatred is this taking? What do we do about it? And, God, I hope you don't think this is just going away and doesn't really matter, right? Because like, it's just not true that it, it is not killing and harming people. It's just not true that it's not really deeply, um, I mean, the, the libs like to say, this is not who we are. Well, who we are is a dynamic flow, right? And we are being this, some of us, a large part of us are being this right now. And in fact, at least one poll says that of Republicans, right? 46% of them supported this this mob action? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. And so, the majority so like, also I don't know. blamed Biden for it. So 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 don't don't tell me that this is not a dangerous moment, right? Don't tell me that just because like the GOP is technically weaker than before that this doesn't have you know, and maybe Corey Robin and others wouldn't say it's not dangerous. They just want to clarify, you know, particular yeah. terms and, 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 and say how much worse Nixon was. Like, I don't even really understand the point, I, I suppose, in, the, in this ranking of, of, uh, you know, similar and, and somewhat distinct, um, reactionary forces and, and presidents. But, um, but what it seems to do, the work being done seems to be, ah, you're making a big deal out of this again. What's wrong with you? Which, like, what is the point? Like, what what does this discourse tell us to do or not do? Like, I, I guess I'm not understanding that. Because what I see when I see this is not what the libs see, which is, like, we get rid of Trump, it's gone, you know, um, which some of them probably don't think that, right? But, like, uh, what what should we as the left be thinking right now about what needs to be done, not just affirmatively, but as a response to this really deeply sick body politic um, that we're witnessing in the form of, of these, you know, these, these thugs and, and morons who are doing violence and, 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 and listening to, um, you know, an authoritarian moron in the name of freedom, right? So, so like, this seems like a deeply problematic thing for, Again, socialism requires an idea that we could have a collective, right? That yeah. we could have like a, a demos, one people in some way. And, and even if that involves like power struggles and so forth, that's fine. But we're not functioning as a polity at all right now. Yeah, yeah. And this, uh, you know, I, I made an analogy. I, I've seen other people make this analogy that this was it actually went very much further than the beer hall putsch of 1923. Um, yeah, maybe you should tell tell the audience a bit about that historical. Uh, yeah, this was you know th- this was another you know comically inept uh, attempt at seizing power uh, that that uh, you know Hitler and um, uh, I believe it was uh, Luden Ludendorff. Uh, but you know, the, like the Nazis tried to seize, uh, not the national capital, the, the, the Munich, 
uh, ca- capital and government. And they there is um, a number of uh, local government leaders who were at the you know a beer hall in Munich, and they took them hostage, and they were gonna you know use this to try to like seize control of the provincial government from there, sort of use that as a springboard to the national government. Well, it didn't you know it didn't work. They couldn't really get any concessions out of the hostages, and then they tried to march on the defense ministry of the province, and they ran into the police, and the police did not let them in and they opened fire and they, they killed like 16 Nazis. I think four police died. Hitler ran like a bitch, uh, because he's a, you know, like Trump, a big coward. Um, but you know, so, so comically inept, uh, attempt at seizing power. And, you know, the point, the point that I was making, I saw, you know, again, in a number of lefties who are, who are the, they, they, they say, ha ha, they'll be saying, ha ha, hysterical libs at the moment that they're put in camps. But, uh, th- the point is not that this was a particularly successful, um, you know, attempt that it, that it was a really comically idiotic and, 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 uh, you know, only semi dangerous thing. I mean, except for the people with uh, zip ties and bombs and guns who, you know, nearly captured some members of Congress. I mean, I don't think they had any plans aside from that. And I don't think even that, even if they had uh, captured Pelosi and Schumer, you know, uh, uh, that it would have allowed them to seize national power. But um, they did seize the Capitol. You know, they did disrupt the counting of the votes like Hitler never got anywhere within the same galaxy of that in 1923. He couldn't even take the regional government. Um, And, you know, the the point of that is, you know, it's like he he had a comically inept, idiotic putsch. And then a decade later, he's chancellor of Germany. That's the end of the preview, folks. If you want to hear the whole episode, you can go to patreon.com slash left anchor. Thanks for listening.